0: Hey, everybody, welcome to this Ability Podcast, where we are on a mission to shift perspective, encourage others, and create community. Ladies and gentlemen, I'm so excited to introduce another athlete. He has not entered the Paralympic sport world yet. I'm not sure if that's on his radar, but he is a world champion uh, CrossFit participant and the guy is just a beast. He'll he'll provide his Instagram handle in a little bit. Uh, so you can see some of his videos. He's also a co-owner of an incredible gym and he's doing some awesome things out here in the Midwest. I'm excited
1: to introduce Casey Acre to the podcast. Thank you very much, man. I'm happy to be here,
0: man. I'm, I'm pumped. Uh, I'm, I'm so thankful for Lance over at the see-through podcast because yeah. he kind of uh, has, has blazed the trail a little bit when I started this. I knew of, you know, one person, uh, with a disability that kind of has, and it was Brad Manning, uh, from a company called two blind brothers. And I was like, well, I got one interview. And then I was like, I gotta, I guess I gotta (laughs) find some more people. Yeah. Uh, but Casey tell, tell everybody who you are, um, you know, give your, your story, your background, what you're doing currently. Mm -hmm. uh, And then, you know, I might cut you off and ask some questions, but, uh, you know, tell, tell people about yourself.
1: Yeah. Hopefully I don't talk too long here. So if I'm, if I'm I'm rambling, just no. (laughs) Um, your story is so encouraging and amazing. So please go. All right. So, um, yeah, I'm from central Illinois, a very small town area. Um, Decatur, Illinois is, is kind of where I call home. Um, and I was born without the lower left portion of my left arm. Uh, so basically just below my, my elbow joint, um, couple, I have a couple inches of my forearm and then nothing there. So, um, you know, when I was, when I, when my mom was pregnant with me, they, they knew from the sonograms and all that stuff that it had kind of just basically stopped developing. Not really for sure why I think they had the opportunity to like do some testing and things like that to kind of try to figure out what, what the reason was, but um, my parents weren't really interested in, in all that. They just kind of, um, you know, took it with what it was. And, and I think that's, you know, I'll, I'll definitely kind of talk a little bit about that. And that's, I think a big reason why I've kind of turned out to be, you know, the person that I am is, is from my parents' influence. Yes. Um, so I, like I said, I, I grew up in a really small town. Um, parents are, you know, blue collar kind of, we, we, we live in like a rural area. Um, and, I got, I, I got very interested in athletics whenever I was younger. I have an older brother who was a really good athlete. And um, I think, you know, I, I always, whenever I kind of tell my story, I, I have to talk about sports because I think that that's um, kind of a, a big part of my life and what has kind of led me both into what I do as my profession and also what I do kind of as my, as my hobby and CrossFit. Um, so Yeah. I mean, I got really into sports at a pretty young age, just trying to kind of keep up with my older brother. Um, I played basketball. I played football. I ran track at, you know, fairly competitive level all throughout, uh, you know, middle school and high school when I was when I was growing up. Um, And yeah, like I said, kind of overcoming some of those challenges and learning how to, uh, you know, be be a competitor in the sports that I was that I was interested in has has kind of um, been a, a huge, a huge thing for me. And, and is a, you know, obviously, like I said, a, a big part of my story. Um, and through my, my involvement and almost like, I guess I could actually probably say my obsession with sports. <laughs> um, whenever I was, whenever I was finished with high school sports, I wasn't going to be going on to play any college sports or anything. Um, I knew that I, I was interested in, you know, exercise or strength and conditioning or coaching of some kind. So, I studied kinesiology whenever I was in college, um, while I was in college, I got kind of, um, involved in, in this CrossFit thing, um, kind of self-taught, you know, kind of learned how to do everything on my own. And, and through all that, I, I, um, started kind of learning a lot of different adaptations and, and modifications for movements that, that are required of a CrossFitter, um, and kind of, you know, over the over the years started getting pretty good. And then I started learning about about these adaptive CrossFit competitions. Um, so just after I finished college, I started coaching at a CrossFit gym, I, I got my master's degree in kinesiology. Mm. Um, and then I got my my uh, CrossFit level one certificate. Because um, I knew that I wanted to kind of be involved in that at least for a short time. And, and I, it was something I was interested in. And, and it was a pretty smooth transition into uh, coaching classes at a gym. And then, uh, during that time, like I said, I, I learned about, uh, CrossFit competition and that they were starting to include divisions for, you know, disabled athletes. And, no, it's and amazing. It, it, it was, it was the first time that I had even actually kind of heard of the word adaptive, you know, sure. obviously it's, it's, uh, I, I, you know, I've heard, of, I've heard of Paralympics and, and, yeah. um, all that stuff, but, you know, in, in the CrossFit world, we call it the adaptive divisions. And mm. so there were there were some competitions kind of popping up all over the place that um, were including divisions for people like me, um, which which was obviously very exciting. I was I was already kind of um, training as if I was an athlete. Yeah. And, and I always kind of said, like, you know, maybe maybe one day there will be something that I will be able to compete in. If not, I'm going to pretend and and almost prepare as if there is. And, and if there's not, then, oh, well, I'm, I'm enjoying it. I was having yeah. fun with it. I was enjoying the challenge and learning new things and, and all that and, and really just kind of getting to learn how to, um, you know, express myself physically as, as optimally as I could. Um, and then, yeah, got, got into the CrossFit competition world about four or five years ago. Um, and kind of have never looked back from there. It's, I've, I've yearly been, um, to a handful of, of competitions that are, um, you know, international. Uh, yeah. And, and it's over that time, I've been really fortunate to have kind of gotten involved when I did it's, it's steadily grown um, to the, to the point that now this past year was the first time that the actual CrossFit games, um, which is, you know, oh wow. part, part of the the actual brand crossfit they for the first time included wow. um adaptive athletes in the crossfit open which which wow. is the, the the first stage of the worldwide kind of crossfit competition that kind of started it all off um that all these kind of other other uh brands and competitions and events have kind of based themselves off of so um, yeah, it's, it's wow. definitely growing, which it's, it's an exciting time. Oh, absolutely. Um, it's, it's a very complex deal. It's, um, you know, I, I lucky and happy to have been involved in it and, and um, kind of been somewhat of a pioneer and, and helped to kind of grow, grow the sport. It has been, you know, also oh, a big awesome. part of why I've kind of continued to participate is that I, I kind of saw the bigger picture that, you know, it wasn't just about me. Um, but it was also kind of giving others an opportunity and a visual of things that they can participate in, um, which which has been awesome. So, and yeah,
0: I love that. And, and I'm sure there's a million other parts of the story. And mm. I, I it's interesting. I, I think uh, sport is especially just talking to some of these other people in the community of people that, you know, deal with some sort of disability or something. Mm-hmm. It's such a powerful thing. It like helps mm-hmm. get your focus off of the things you can't do. Yeah. Um, and there's a lot of overcoming there. We can talk about that. So now real quick though, for the uninitiated, such as myself, you know, listen, Casey, <laughs> before the podcast, I was like, uh, I told my wife, I said, you know, in honor of Casey, I better uh, do some, you know, I, I better lift some weights real quick. So I did, yeah. did some dumbbells, uh, nice. did some ab wheels good. Uh, so you know I'm, I'm feeling pretty good. Yeah. <laughs> but to, can you explain what CrossFit is? I think a lot of people say it, um, and we've seen videos and whatnot, but I don't know if everyone mm-hmm. knows exactly what what that brand really means.
1: Yeah. Yeah. So um, I'll try to give kind of like a, a bigger overview yeah. and kind of how it transitioned into sports. So gotcha. CrossFit CrossFit was started essentially just as a, a fitness and health training program, um, and the the I guess, definition of CrossFit. And hopefully I don't butcher the words because there's going to be like some CrossFit purists out there. Sure, like, sure. I listen to this they're like, no, no that's, yeah. that's not actually, actually what yeah. it is, but it's um, it's functional movements performed at a high intensity across broad time and modal domains. So um, it's basically a blending of weightlifting and cardiorespiratory uh, exercises and mm. body weight gymnastics movements and um, uh, where some of the workouts are done in a short time frame. Some of the workouts are done in a longer time frame. Um, and as, you know, essentially the, the foundation or the, the kind of back background principle of CrossFit is, is the idea of functional movements and, and movements that, uh, you know, your body is naturally created to make things like squatting and lunging and, um, picking things up off the ground and pushing with your upper body, pulling with your upper body, running, um, all, all, all kind of like the natural body movements that for a long time, the kind of big fitness brands um, seem to kind of be getting away from with the, the growth of kind of like the Globo Gym, um, where everything is on a machine and connected to a cable and, and gotcha. you're, not, you're, not, you're not moving um, your body freely through space. So it's kind huh. of trying to get back to the foundation of movement. Um, wow. at, at its core, and then including the, the kind of timed principles or, or time domain things with that. So there was a, a very easy growth and transition that, um, you know, basically, the, the, the foundation of, of the sport of CrossFit is that, you know, you can take uh, two people, and you can give them a, a set amount of work that they have to do. Um, so whether that be running, picking up a barbell, doing pull ups on a pull up bar. Whatever it is, you can you can choose what the rep scheme should look like and all that, and you can have them race against each other, and whoever gets it done first, they they essentially got more um, work done in a shorter amount of time. So wow. that the, the the principle would be that that person is is then fitter um, than the one that they beat. So okay, there's it, the
0: competition side of
1: it. Okay, yes. so that's, that's how it Very naturally grew, and and there is some science behind that if you think sure. about. Um, power output. You know, p- power is uh, a force applied across a certain distance, and then you add this time uh, piece to it, and that's that's work. And so, if we're, we're if we're comparing two people's work capacities, you can actually put a workout into that equation and come up with a calculation of what a person's work output wow. is. Um, and so now it has kind of grown into you know a a pretty large spectator sport. Um, where, you know, that's amazing. Yeah. At at the CrossFit games, you have some of the fittest people in the world, um, competing in, in 14 to 15 events over the course of a week, um, that, that now it includes, you know, swimming and, and, um, they've done like triathlon based, uh, competitions and, you know, the, the weights that, that some of these people are lifting is, is, pretty incredible that then they're also able to run like sub five minute miles. So, um, you know, kind of what has been, um, understood about the human body has, has probably kind of been, um, challenged a little bit by some of these top level CrossFit athletes, uh, because there just wasn't anything before that forced people to have to be good at that many different types of things. You know, most sports tend to kind of specialize and, self-select for the right type of person. Like when you, when you look at the, the track sports, for instance, you don't see very many guys that are going to be good at throwing the shot put that are going to also be able to go out and compete with the mile runners. And you know, what, what CrossFit has done is it has, it's, it's kind of molded or kind of, you know, blended all those different types of physical capacities that a person could have into, into one competition where balance is also a big, a big part of crazy. And yeah, Casey, it, if I, real
0: quick, yeah. I, I heard, if I heard you correctly on, on another podcast, every competition is different. So le- yes. you had said, like, if you're a runner, you're training, you're, that's all you're training for. And obviously yes. you do a ton of different workouts yeah. in, in essence, you know, to be a great runner, mm-hmm. but you are training in a, a myriad of different things because you, when you show up, you don't necessarily know what the competition is going to look like.
1: Yes. Yeah. That's and- crazy. And there's, I mean, there's overarching like things that, you know, you're going to see. Yeah. Um, but, but yeah, you, you never know what that, what that blend of movements and time domains and and Jeez. maybe some new implements like that's, that's one big thing is like at the CrossFit games every single year, there's something different. There's something new that the athletes have probably not even ever tested before. Um, yeah. in, in the past, that's been things like a peg, a peg board, uh, or, um, odd object implements like okay. flipping over these heavy weighted, basically just like big rectangles that weigh sure. hundreds of pounds. Wow. Um, yeah. And so there, there's also this, this idea of the unknown and the unknowable that, you know, who's the best athlete, who's going to be able to adapt to something new, um, the best. So there's, there's, wow. yeah, you can, you can prepare as much as possible. And that's, that's kind of one thing that has kind of also grown with the sport is like, the the athletes at the top, they're, they're pretty much full-time. Like this is all they do every single day is they train, they eat and they sleep. And (laughs) it's, it's to, to be at the top in, in this sport. That's, that's kind of what it takes because you have to have such a huge work capacity and be so proficient and so many different, different types of movements. So um, man, yeah, that is so intriguing.
0: And I, th- I mean, that was a great, uh, breakdown of what CrossFit looks like. And I love the competition part of it. I, yeah. again, there's just something about competition that, that is just, that's why you fill these stadiums with so many fans, right? Yeah. Maybe not, not, not in 2020, but, uh, you know, you, you have all these fans because there's something just so intriguing and interesting about competition and then being a participant, yeah being able to put yourself into something and achieve success like that is incredible. I want to backtrack quickly, Mm -hmm. you know, talking about family, it's been a common thread throughout every conversation I've had. There's always people, Casey, there's always, my mom did this for me or "I'll Mm -hmm. I'll never forget my teacher. You know, there's all these people and, and you said something about your family. They never, because you went through it quick, but if everyone, if you didn't hear it, Casey, again, He doesn't have his left hand, but throughout elementary, middle school, high school, he played all of these sports at a high level. And we'll talk about your hustle and working hard, but Mm -hmm. you said your family didn't allow you to have any excuses. Like the hand, not having a hand wasn't going to, okay, poor Casey, Yeah, I guess you can't go play, right? So talk to us about your family and and that whole no excuse uh, philosophy that helped get you to the place you are today.
1: Yeah. Yeah. I mean, you, you pretty much hit the nail on the head. There's like, yeah, they, they basically like my parents just treated me, you know, just the same as they, they treated my siblings. Um, like I said, I have an older brother and then a younger sister and, um, you know, growing up, there was never any difference in the expectations that my parents had for any of us. Um, so I think that that, that almost helped me to just not really ever, Feel like I could use my arm as an excuse. And, and, you, you know, you almost just kind of, kind of just forget about it at, at a certain point where, yes, it's, it's certainly a part of your life, but um, you know, if you, if you are always being held to a higher, a, a higher or normal standard by the people that are around you, you start to also kind of get the the same thing. Um, and I mean, yeah, there were, there were times where like my, my mom always tells a story and like, I don't even remember this, but yeah apparently like I, one of my kindergarten teachers, um, uh, sh- my, my mom perceived that my behavior was starting to get a little abnormal. I was a pretty well-behaved kid, but then I start going to kindergarten for a few months and then I come home and I'm, I'm acting like a little, a uh, little, a little a-hole, if you will, I'll, I'll, I'll keep it pretty kosher. You're a dad,
0: right? So you, you understand. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. And I had two, yeah, uh, so, two girls myself. Okay.
1: Yeah. So yeah, I mean, I'm, I'm not behaving normally. So my mom's yeah. like wondering what's going on. So she came into um, my class, actually, a couple of times and just like observed and she felt that the teacher was kind of giving me some special treatment. Oh, um, wow. That she that the teacher was um, babying and coddling me a little bit. Wow. And my mom was like, No, nope, we're not going to have that. So they had a conversation and, and my mom assured the teacher that I was going to be much better off if I was just treated the same as the other kids and had the same expectations of, Holy smokes. Kids. And, um, you know, I think that that's, that is just like a good, uh, you know, representation of kind of who my parents are and, you know, they're, they're extremely hard workers. So I just yeah. had, I had great role models in them growing up that, um, you know, my, my dad was, uh, the, the type that just worked hard, labor intensive jobs all the time. And, but, but just like made things work for our family, you know? Um, and, and also like my brother was, like I said, very, very good athlete played football in college. Um, and he was, he was kind of like my role model growing up. And like I said, I, I just wanted to be like him and he was probably harder on me than, like anyone else that I've ever had in my life. And again, I don't know if that was something that he got from my parents. I don't know if he at a young age had the foresight to know that that was that that was going to be needed for me to um, be successful, or if he was also just so competitive that he wanted to win and he didn't care that it was against me. He wasn't going to baby me. So (laughs) like, I can remember just like playing football in our yard and stuff. And I mean, he would, he would hit me as hard as he would, the kids that were his age and that were just as good as him. Um, and yeah, I mean, I think that all those, those kinds of things early in my life growing up, uh, gave me, you know, just a a great perspective of like to, to do good things in life, you are going to have to work hard for them, whether you have one hand or not. So, um, yeah. And then once I, once I actually got into like being able to participate in sports, um, I also had some, some really awesome coaches who again, they just had the same the same type of mindset and wow. had had the same expectations of me as well. You know, they were they were never coddling me. They were never giving me any special treatment. Um, you know, I was I was cut from the from the basketball team as a fourth grader. Uh, <laughs> only 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 three fourth graders got to play up with the fifth grade team, and I was not one of those three. Man, and, how do
0: you cut a fourth grader? Come I, on, I, just have I, a bigger bench.
1: But you know what? <laughs> I think that. Again that to me you remember like, it right I, I remember crazy. it I remember wow. it I, I talked about it on another podcast yeah. that I've done and like it seems kind of silly. it's like fourth grade really it doesn't sure. matter. I, think, I think we played five I think the fifth grade team played five games So you practice for like three months and you play like five games sure but like I wanted to play in those games. Oh, those are formative I, years Exactly and yeah. I didn't get. I didn't get to play in those games and that frustrated me so much but it like motivated me. So then it was like, okay, I want to, I want to be a great basketball player. So that that was like huge for me. And, you know, by the time I was in eighth grade, I was a starter. I was our leading scorer. I was like captain on the team. Um, And then, you know, that, you know, like I said, kind of carried over into high school where I, I, when I was in high school, I really developed this, this idea of like just being the hardest worker of, of everyone, of every anyone on my team, anyone that I was competing against that, yeah, there was going to be times that, you know, as a high schooler, people's skills start to develop a little bit more. And I was going to maybe be a little bit limited in like, let's say basketball, for example. Um, But I could always control the fact that I could work harder than the person across from me. So Mm. like, I, I made that like one of my biggest, one of my biggest things. And um, it, it allowed for me to get to be on the court a lot, get to play a lot of minutes, um, and kind of allowed for me to work into a role, uh, with a, with a really good team. And, and again, kind of same thing with football, just there was going to be times, even as like I played wide receiver in football, which sounds crazy sure. for someone that has one hand, but, yeah. um, just work harder than the guy across from me and good and oh things are going to happen. And um, so yeah, I mean, like allowed for me to have some, some good success. And I think that, again, the foundation of all that is, is kind of growing up with this idea of like, never, never letting my so-called limitation actually be a limitation. Like there it, it is that I could control, you know,
0: this phrase, when I listen to something else you were in, and then also today, I, effort trumps ability. Right. Yeah. And then I also yeah. think the, the inverse of that would be effort also would trump disability. Yeah, right, because LeBron James, there's a lot of freaks of nature. You know, he is he is built like a tank, right? Yes. But if he doesn't get off the couch, you know, there's no LeBron James, right? So like effort has to be there. Mm -hmm. So I would say, and 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 again, the reason this is called This Ability Podcast is I want to help people uh, leverage the abilities they do have. So you Mm -hmm. didn't allow, okay, I, I don't have a hand, like again. That's a pretty intimidating thing. You're talking about wide receiver. That is definitely not the position I expect you to play. Mm-hmm. But what I love, if effort does trump that, I would I would say, and, and matter of fact, I believe the, this is something you had said that hustle and drive were probably your. You said the word talent, but I'm going to say the word ability. Mm-hmm. That were you worked harder, and that is, you know, you just it's, it's hustle and drive. Mm -hmm. You decided to work harder than everyone else. And that sets you apart Mm -hmm. because there's a, there's a version of Casey Acree that is not doing what he's doing today. He's frustrated. I I don't have a hand. Like, how am I supposed to work? What do you want me to do? Like, how do you want me to do this? So obviously you had a lot of familial, uh, help in that area of like hustle Mm -hmm. and drive, but what else Casey, what else is it about you? um, that has just, just wanted to work so hard. It, was it simply the competition of it? Did you want to prove something? What can, like, what can you extrapolate from those years of, man, I am going to hustle. I'm going to out hustle everybody out here because I want to be the best. Or what was it that made you want to do that?
1: Yeah, I mean, I think that the the competition definitely. I mean, I I can't pretend that that's not part of it. Like, no. I, I'm a very very naturally competitive person, and luckily, I've I've over the years and and maturing a little bit, been able to hone that a little bit. But I was yeah. I was definitely <laughs> the kid that like in PE class went a little bit too hard to where it was like a little bit obnoxious, sure. and I'll, I'll I'll totally own that. And yeah. uh, but I mean, I that I think for a long time, that's just something that I, I cannot help. And I, to this day at, at times, once, you know, I, I always tell people in, in CrossFit, like there's, there's times where, you know, maybe you just need to do a workout, like kind of go a little bit easier or whatever. And I tell people all the time, once, once three, two, one go happens, whatever happens, happens. Like I, I sometimes can't hold back that drive to just want to go, you know? Yeah. Um, so the, the competition and, and competition for in, in its purest form, you know, not, I, I never felt the need to prove things to other sure. people, okay. but I, I, I felt the need to maybe prove it to myself and there and, is, and have the, have the payoff for all of the work that I was putting in. Mm. Um, and so I think that that's, that's certainly a big part of it. And so, yeah, maybe that, that is competition, but almost like intrinsic competition. I, yeah, there, there were, you know, there were times in my life that, I got awards and I got trophies and I got recognition and, and a lot of people, you know, in the area, I got news stories. Cause I was the kid with one sure, hand that, right. that, you know, played varsity football and basketball yeah. as a, as a sophomore in high school and like all those things. Um, but it was, it was never really about that. It was, you know, just this kind of inner drive. And I mean, yeah, I mean, you kind of, you kind of mentioned it there that, um, I I've, I've had some people in my life that have been like, man, just, just imagine how good of a football player you would have been if you had Mm. two hands. I say, yeah, that's, that's true. Like I, I, I get it. Maybe I would have been, maybe I would have been a little bit better, but I always play devil's advocate. And I say, maybe since I have recognized that my hustle and my work ethic were some of my greatest attributes as an athlete, it wasn't, it wasn't the skills of the sport that were my greatest attributes that maybe if I did have two hands, I never really would have had that, that inner drive to, to be better and to be more and to do more things and to try to compete. So maybe I wouldn't have even played sports if I had two hands, you know, you, you never know. Um, so, so maybe it, maybe having one hand, uh, either, you know, intrinsically in myself gave me that, that work ethic or some of the things that I learned in having to adapt to like, you know, tying my shoes and buttoning up a shirt, maybe, maybe having those experiences and those little like victories where, I figured something out, maybe that was like my little, my little thing where I started to enjoy challenges. Right. It was like, because then there was, there was eventually going to be that payoff. So maybe in the, in the grand scheme of my life, the, the, you know, yes, obviously having one hand has been, has been foundational in getting me to, to where I am. Um, And maybe I would not have ever achieved as many of the things that I did. Had I not, had I, had I been born you know, normal or able bodied. So unbelievable. Like that is gold, Casey. Thank you. I'm so (laughs) glad that just came out uh,
0: because that is, I mean, if people hear something like that and take that, that that's, that can change your life. Yeah. You said somewhere, somewhere you can't, you could not control being born the way you were born, Mm -hmm. but you could, you could control your effort. Mm-hmm. And that goes for everyone listening to this. We couldn't oh, yeah. control 2020, right? There's yeah. a business owner or, or whoever it might be, 2020 was brutal. And there's mm-hmm. all of these, all of these challenges that it's so easy to just be down in the dumps, be frustrated, be angry. Yeah. Uh, for me, Casey, it was I'm just I, I have a disability. I can't see. I can't drive. I'm gonna sit on this couch and I'm just gonna be a bum. You know, like mm-hmm. there's that version. But it's like people, we have to understand that outside of the areas that we can't control Mm -hmm. there are things that we can control like you can send the scary email to to ask somebody for an interview Uh, you can there's things you can do you know like if you're an an athlete you you can hey maybe there's i just interviewed somebody that uh, plays goalball for the paralympics and it's Mm -hmm. basically it's like it's played on a volleyball court and there's it's for blind people right it's just like there's a, people a, a, and adaptability is, is becoming such a big thing in, in sport. Mm-hmm, you talked about mm-hmm. it with CrossFit and Paralympics. I'm just, I'm so amped up by what you just said, because there's so many things that are out of our control that mm-hmm. flat out suck. Like they're mm-hmm. just the worst things, but If we can learn how to shift our perspective, and that's kind of one of the taglines of the podcast, like we need to shift our perspective on some of these challenges and realize, Mm -hmm. Hey, something amazing could happen from this. You know, for me, I've got this burden right now on me to do this podcast and to somehow build something because as I was going through being legally blind and going through everything I didn't like have, I have an amazing family, the greatest wife on the planet. I have an amazing family sports system but no one I could really relate to, you know, mm-hmm. like, that are going mm-hmm. through this. Right. So I've just, I've got a burden to bring people around like that. So it's like, all right, Clark, like then it's effort. There's a lot of things I can't control. I can't see. Mm-hmm. I've got a, an iPad near me that has gigantic font. So I can read some of my questions because you yeah. just adapt,
1: you just yeah. adapt. And I
0: want, I want to key in on that, that word real quick. You mentioned it a couple of times specifically in sport Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, and I love the, the razor scooter strap that you use. I think that's <laughs> yeah. just brilliant, uh-huh. but talk to us about that word adaptability, even so, talk to us about the workouts you do being able to do adapt. And then, you know, what that word adaptability looks like in your whole life, because it's not just adapting to put a strap in your arm, to lift heavy weights. Mm-hmm. It's a, it's pivoting in, in your business at summit mm-hmm. systems. Like there's right. been pivots and changes and ad- adaptations, and that's something able-bodied, not able-bodied, like we all need to learn how to adapt to the the cards we're dealt. So talk to us about that word.
1: Yeah, absolutely. And if like, like you said, if the last year wasn't um, enough, enough for people to realize that being adaptable is, is one of the greatest, uh, you know, characteristics you can have as a person, then yeah. Yeah. I mean, if if you can't see that it's, it's obvious. So yeah, yeah, I mean, like I said, the, the word adaptive is now, you know, to me, it's, it's like, it's such a common word that I hear being involved in the CrossFit world, because that's the, that's the division that, that we all compete in. Um, But, you know, I think my entire life, I was, I was learning how to adapt. I was learning how to essentially just come up with my own way of doing things, you know, kind of, kind of same deal for me. I didn't grow up knowing a bunch of people who only had one no hand, No kidding, right. um, you know, the, everyone around me had, had two hands and they had their two handed ways of, of exactly. doing life, you know, two handed world. Right? It's, yeah, exactly. Yeah. So, um, you know, for me, it was like, it, it all started with learning how to tie my shoes or le- like I said, learning how to Jeez. button up a shirt or, you know, whatever it was is like, okay, we'll take this challenge, find your way of doing it and then become really, really good at that. Stop Listen, work. that's no
0: joke. Uh, it, it, I'm so sorry to cut you off. No, I, you're good. You're I good. broke my wrist a couple of years ago. Uh, <laughs> buttoning a shirt with a, like I couldn't use my, it, it was like a, my thumb was sticking straight out. So I couldn't yeah. use my thumb. Buttoning a shirt with one hand is no joke. So yes. props to you. And I'm yes. so sorry I cut you off.
1: No, you're good. And that's. It's funny you say that because I'll also make, I'll digress a little bit also. Uh, <laughs> I broke my wrist uh, my oh, wrist. my <laughs> goodness. That's not fair. Come on. <laughs> so I so actually I broke my I broke my collarbone on my God. on my good arm when I was in yeah. second grade. And then I broke my wrist uh, at football camp <laughs> two two weeks before my sophomore year of football started. So it was, we had a camp that usually was like a, a two or three weeks before the actual like two a days, like the real season actually started. Yeah. You know, I, I, bro- I broke my wrist on like one of the first days. So I had like a month where I had a hard cast on my hand. And so I went through my sophomore year of two a days, oh um, like the, the first, the first two weeks of practice. <laughs> with a cast on. Um, so then when we had to start, like when we were, when we started like actually contact parts of practice, um, like hitting and tackling and stuff, uh, the, the trainer would have to wrap carpet padding around my cast and then just like two rolls of tape to like oh pad gosh. it all up so that it wouldn't hurt somebody else. And so, yeah. that the, cast, so the cast wouldn't break. Um, so yeah, I basically went through the first two weeks of my sophomore year of football with no hands. Oh my goodness! Uh, and and played receiver and and <laughs> and kick returner and like in practice had to try to like catch with like zero hands. Oh my uh, just, goodness! Just kind of a funny story. Luckily, I got the cast off like a week before the first game. You adapted, uh, and, man. Exactly. Never yeah. never had to deal with that again. Other than I had to build, I had to rebuild the strength up in my in my arm a little bit, but. Um, yeah, just just kind of a funny story that I, I I lived a life I lived for a month with basically one hand or with no hands. Yeah. Um, so once I went back to just having one hand, I was like, dang, this is easy. Yeah. Right. Um, but, right. but no, I sorry, I kind of forgot where we. Where no, we were, we
0: were just talking about, about adapting, adapting, you know, and just yeah, how important yeah. that
1: is. Yeah, absolutely. Um, and you know, again, it's it's kind of one of those things. Just the same idea of like work ethic. How yeah. how, how my work ethic for sports and wanting to be a competitor has carried over into my life. And just like my day to day and like, you know, starting a business and all those things, adaptability is the same way. And like, I opened up our, our gym in January of 2020. Jeez, bro. And then, and then three months later, we had to close our doors for, for two and a half months, you know? So it was like, it was a little bit scary for like a day where I was like, man, what are we going to do? Wow. But then it was just like, okay, what, what do we do? We, we adapt. Like we, we transitioned our entire business from, um, well, luckily, first off, I, I do remote coaching already. So like yeah, we I had see. that, we okay. had that platform established. Like we had that practice, we had the, the software. So then it was just transitioning from being an in-person gym where we were coaching clients one-to-one in our gym to now they're, they're working out at home and we got to continue to find ways to provide value to them while they're at home. And like, it was actually a great opportunity, a, to have that challenge of, of learning how to adapt to that situation. And I think that it actually, it improved my ability as a coach because I had to, I had to become a better communicator. I had to become, um, I I had to learn about what were my clients really needing from me in those times, Um, And we let our clients like take equipment home from our gym, like whatever Mm. they needed, we let them take dumbbells and barbells and weights and stuff like that home. So we knew what they had at home and, you know, just tried to continue being of value to them. So that was like a perfect example of how, you know, just having been adaptive my entire life kind of carried over into my profession where during a time where that could have shut a gym down, you know, that, that could have been the end of our business. I'm sure it shut
0: a ton of gyms down.
1: I, it, it it did. And I had left my previous job. I kind of put all my chips into, into this business and um, it, it, it could have been a situation where we said, okay, I need to find something else. But um, during that time, my business actually grew. Oh Um, I was, I was (laughs) able to, you know, since, since I had had the, the online coaching platform kind of established and I was continuing to provide good value to my clients they were telling their friends about it. And, you know, I was, I was able to get more clients through that time. So um, I, I don't want to say that I was happy about the situation. Of course. It was- it was a long two and a half months and and there was definitely some anxiety there, you know, uh, me and my wife with a, with a young kid, no it was, kidding, it, man. it was, it was a big decision yeah. just, just in the first place to right. leave my previous job where I had like <sighs> great stability and, and, wow. you know, benefits and all that to, to take the gamble on starting my own business. And then, you know, two and a half or three months later, we're told we can't even, we can't even have our doors open. There was, there was definitely some anxiety, but, uh, again, I think that kind of all the, the characteristics that I've developed in my life, and, and maybe it was from being a competitor, maybe it was just from learning how to, how to do this thing called life as, a, as someone with one hand, I was able to kind of, you know, put those same, those same characteristics that I've established um, in those things into my business and, and just work really hard. I, I, you know, I was up even when I, were, I was at home and, and didn't really ultimately have anywhere to be, I would still wake up at four 30 every single day. I would get to work. I would write good programs. I would try to communicate, have messages, you know, send messages to my clients, just check in and and just see how everybody's doing and make sure that um, you know, it was, it was a stressful time for everyone. So I was, I was able to kind of be a a good um, I don't know, a person to talk to for, for some of my clients or for, for some of them, them getting to step away from their computers and the stress that they had going on at work. And have a good workout for an hour was like a great, a great kind of download or, or, you know, kind of uh, uh, relaxation point for them. So yeah, um, yeah, it was, it was, uh, great that we were able to get through that without it being, you know, detrimental to the business. And, and I think again, like I said, some of the, some of the things that I have esta- uh, learned or established over over my lifetime of, of having to kind of adapt to life was super helpful and beneficial in that scenario.
0: Unbelievable. Well, first of all, congratulations. Uh, I think that is amazing. Uh, we saw in 2020, so many businesses literally close their doors and never reopen them. You know, you talk about a gym, everyone's close. It's machines that need to be cleaned. And then Mm -hmm. early, I I mean, I, my mind is blown that it was January, 2020 that you, you opened it. (laughs) Yeah. And I was going to ask you about some of the online tra- training and some of the remote stuff you do, but yeah, I mean, honestly, Casey, that is unreal. And and this is a prime example of, you know, I don't know who this podcast who's going to be listening. If it's a parent of someone with some sort of issue uh, it, it's not a cookie cutter. It's not every I'm, I'm blind. Like I can't yeah. drive. I, my thing yeah. is a lot different than yours, or you right. can have a child in a wheelchair, whatever it is. Mm-hmm. But if, if we can help kids, have a mindset of, Hey, I'm going to make this thing work, or I'm going to adapt. I'm going to try hard. I mean, look, the things that you went through getting cut in fourth grade and, mm-hmm. and, and working hard, I think allowed your company to survive in 2020 and grow. Yeah. I'm telling you that is just such a remarkable thing to have happened, And it's, mm-hmm. it, it's so linked to the fact that you decided to adapt when you could have been the kid who I, this is just, this stinks. Like, I'm just, I'm not going to do anything, but you decided to adapt and achieve and you've excelled because of it.
1: Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. And this
0: might even get repetitive because I think there's so many, the the adaptation, the hustle, those are some things that you're going to, you're going to tell your child. So, Mm -hmm. you know, I, both my girls, I do have a genetic eye condition, but it won't affect any of my kids. Yeah. So I don't necessarily, I'm not coming from a place of, I have a child with a disability. How can I help them? But I'm coming Mm -hmm. from my father who deals with a disability Mm -hmm. and there's lessons I've learned and things that I'm learning that can help them. You know, I want them to see a dad just like your son can see a dad who worked hard and uh, against all odds. Right. And just decided Mm -hmm. to go for it. Yeah. So talk to me quickly, Casey, just about that part of it. Like how have the things you've gone through hand or not, right? Like how, has, how is that going to affect your, the parenting of your child? Like, what is, what is he going to be able to take away?
1: Yeah. Um, you know, I, like I said, a couple of weeks ago, I, I was on another podcast and they, they kind of asked me what, like some of my goals are. Yeah. And, and, um, one of my biggest goals is to, is to be my son's superhero, you know, oh my gosh, like dude. I, I, I want to be j- just the same way that I look at my parents and I'm like, so <laughs> thankful for for them and the lessons that I learned from them yes. and all the sacrifices that they made for me. Um, yeah. You know, I, I want to be that same person for, for my son and, and hopefully other kids that I, yeah, that yeah, I yeah. That me and my wife will have in the future. Um, yes. And so, you know, grand scheme of things, this CrossFit stuff that I'm doing, maybe that, that won't really matter a whole lot. Um, you know, one day I'll be done with that. And I will, I will continue just exercising for the, for its benefits and, and all those things. But, Um, again, kind of like what we've been talking about so many lessons and um, such valuable principles can be taken from, um, from that. And, you know, I, I always say like to my clients, like exercise and fitness and the, the um, pursuit of maximum physical potential is just like a metaphor for life. Mm. Um, And there's, there's, there's just so many things that you can draw from it. Like you, you only get out of it, what you, what you are willing to put into it. And, um, you know, there's, there's principles of like being patient and being willing to, um, take time to build up the foundation before trying to, you know, do before trying to be uh, you know, some insane, crazy athlete, or you know, just there's there's so many things that you can draw from just fitness itself. Um, but then, like grand scheme of things, again, it's what I'm continuing to do. Like my my involvement as a athlete and as a competitor is continuing to help me um, keep perspective on life and like what's really really important. And yeah, um, you know, I I always I always tell people. You really, in, in the grand scheme of the world, you only own two things: you own your mind and you own your body. Mm. And I think that taking care of those two things is is so huge. And and like at any given time, you can lose your your possessions, um, you can lose a job, you can all the other things that people tend to put so much time and energy into, and and so much stress and thought can be taken away at any point. So don't, don't allow for those things to, um, own you, you know? Mm. Uh, and so to me, I have kind of whittled life down into that, that right there is like, you own your mind and you own your body and and fitness and exercise and competition is such a great way to maximize that. and, And hopefully that's something that my son will, uh, look at and understand and, and have that perspective and, um, you know in in such a materialistic world I think that that's a, a great perspective to have for for a youngster um, you know yeah. we, we for for you and I are, are the the age that our kids are right now it's yeah. going to be a huge challenge to raise our kids in the in the world that we're in okay no um, it's it when you know there's there's just so much going on in the world so and much. everything is so much more connected and there's, there's yeah. so much more visibility than, than what you and I would have grown up with. Yeah. Um, so, you know, I think that optimizing who I am and, and, um, building a, a really, really solid value system and, and principles of, of life and what it, what it should be to be a good person, um, will help for me to, instill those things in, into him. Cause like, if I don't have my value systems developed, where is he going to get his value system mm. from? You know? And it's oh, like, geez. uh, so, so those are, uh, and again, I think that fitness and competition and exercise and, and sport has been a big guiding principle in, in my life value system.
0: Yeah. Well, that's amazing. Some of that stuff. I mean, that's a whole another podcast, man. I mean, it, it is pretty crazy uh, what we're, what we're bringing our kids into. Mm -hmm. Um, and I just, you know, I I want them, uh, to learn how to overcome and how to adapt and they don't have Mm -hmm. a a physical disability, but there's going to be issues. There's going to be drawbacks. There's going to be things that happen. Yeah. Uh, And you got to get up, you know, get up, work hard. And there's so many, uh, there's so many things just from this episode, Casey, that I'm just so thankful that we are talking today. Cause some of the, some of these things are just incredibly helpful. Um, yeah. And I want to I want to talk about summit. I want to talk about online training and, and several okay. quick and kind of segueing there. Talk to us. You said something uh, on somewhere about your your kind of philosophy on exercise was so interesting. Yeah. You know, uh, ex- exercise stinking. It's the worst. All right. We all <laughs> understand that, and that's why it's something important to to do. For me. Um, I actually, this year I've read more books than I, I ever had this year. I just started pushing mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. I, I've read a ton of books recently on nutrition.
1: Okay. Um,
0: so like today I started my day with, uh, I've actually since February, just about every day, have a good smoothie. Um, mm-hmm. listen, if you're bored, you can hit fast forward, but I'll, I'll tell you my smoothie real quick. It was, it was some <laughs> water and almond milk, chia yeah. seeds, some flax seeds and spinach, uh, blueberries, uh, and like this cherry blend, all organic stuff. But mm-hmm. um, I've really been on the, the nutrition wagon here. My, yeah. my wife and I are very mindful of the things we're eating. Very yeah. mindful of the things our our kids are eating. We're trying to be careful. We're not crazy, you know. We're we're not like uh, we're, we're, kind of aiming towards a more of a plant-based diet, but like, mm-hmm. you know, I went over to my mom's yesterday and we had beef enchiladas because it's yeah. like, Hey, I'm going to eat really well at least 90% of the time. Yes. Um, and it's honestly been an incredible change for me personally, just the nutrition side of it, mm-hmm. but your philosophy on exercise, you were, you said something like you get to exercise. Like it is something you, sh- you ought to almost not almost, but you ought to be grateful for the opportunity to exercise and to be able to maneuver your body in ways that can build muscle and allow you to be healthier. Yeah. Um, and it's not something you have to do, but you get to do. So yeah, going into summit systems and online trading and whatnot, just break down mm-hmm. that philosophy a little bit. Cause man, we're in April and there's a lot of people who haven't worked out since January 6th because yeah. uh, they didn't go to the gym that day. Yeah. And you know, the resolution of losing 10 pounds, died January 6th. So yeah, talk yeah. to some of those people.
1: Um, yeah. I mean, just, just kind of like what you said, you know, my, I have a, a perspective that's been built over time that yes, I, I get it. Sometimes it's not fun to, you know, go for a run or it's it's not fun to go to the gym and, and I get that. But um, you know, for, for us, like you said, we, we really, really value movement f- uh, for, for, all the benefits and just for the sake of it, you know, just like you said, we, uh, I, I, I've met some people who are physically limited far more than I am. Um, you know, I, I know a lot of people who are in wheelchairs and I know people who have Mm. nervous system, um, disabilities where they're, they're so limited. Um, so uh, to me, people who are able-bodied, I mean, why would you not like, just, just like what I said at any given Mm. point, at any given point, it could be taken from you. You you never know. And to me, optimizing physically what you're capable of, um, while you, while you can is going to have so many, so many benefits for your life, your productivity, how you feel, how you treat others. Um, yeah. So, and, and also, like I said, I, I value the, that, uh, you know, you only have your mind and you have your body and exercise is one of the only things that, that can help to develop both. You know, there's at the same time, you can, you can be really efficient with your, with your personal growth of improving what your body's capable of and improving how your mind works, um, just by, just by going and getting a workout in. Um, and so kind of, kind of the idea of, um, or, or I guess how, how we kind of tackle, the, the limitation that some people have in like their interest in exercise. Like, Mm -hmm. like I said, we get that. Um, I think one of our biggest things that we try to do through summit systems is help people to find their purpose, Mm -hmm. right? Cause there, there is almost no matter what somebody's purpose is, uh, there is, there is a way that exercise or movement can help to improve hundred percent. Um, so whether that is, they are a a business professional. So I, I have some clients that are, um, that, that are self-employed lawyers and they are in the books, they're on their computer, they're answering emails so much, but they make sure that they take the time away from all of that hectic work to get their workouts in. And they, their work life is optimized by the fact that a, they have that, that workout to go to as a little bit of a of a stress reliever. Um, but also there's, there's actual physiological reasons why that can help them. So improving your, improving your aerobic system helps for your brain to receive blood flow better, which helps for your, your mental stamina to improve because, uh, you're, you're getting nutrients and energy and water to your brain at a more efficient rate. Or, um, you know, I, I work with a lot of, moms. You know, that's that's what their purpose is, is to be the best mom that they can that they can be. And boom, right there, you can look at like, okay, they've got sons. How great is it for a son to see that their mom is strong, to see that their mom is is capable of of doing things. Like what a great example those moms are being for their for their boys in in teaching their boys that that you know women can be capable and and be strong and, and 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 be um, athletic and, and things like that. Um, or just keeping up with their kids. They can yeah. go out, and they can go out and play. They, can go, <laughs> there you they, go. they sure. can go coach their, they can go coach their kids, you know, T-ball team because they come to the gym consistently. So their body is strong. Their joints are healthy. Their back is good. They're not on the couch every single day, all day long. Mm. Um, so yeah, I mean, I, I, obviously you can tell I, I get pretty passionate about it, I but uh, it. <laughs> yeah, I mean, that's, that's kind of purpose is one of the big guiding principles that we try to apply with our coaching at summit systems. That's really interesting.
0: Uh, and I don't know if you're like the forerunner for that. I, I trust me. I, I, if I had a gym membership, it would not be used, uh, to, <laughs> but to be honest, I, I do want to talk to you, Casey, just, Hey, uh, I, and, and I actually would love for this to be on the podcast. You kind yeah. of explaining how people could get connected with you to, yeah. to look into something that would be remote. It, a big, big part of it is just co- accountability, you know, but, yes. um, that's just a, a big, big part of it. Cause we all mm-hmm. want to do better. I just read an incredible book. The author escapes me, but it's called spark. Um, and it's all about working out. And mm-hmm. they studied a lot of kids. Uh, it was like kids that had, they were they were their grades were terrible. So mm-hmm. instead of them being like suspended, they um, they made them, or it was voluntary. They asked them to like, come in, they called it zero hour and they mm-hmm. came in before school And they worked out and they were, were heart rate monitors. So it was Mm -hmm. all about getting their heart rate to a certain amount, a certain BPM. And uh, of course, you know, it's why there's a book, their grades skyrocketed. And, and that, that it's, I actually, I think it's in Illinois, that district became one of the great one of the best districts as far as test scores and whatnot, because it's all intertwined, man. Mm-hmm. Like we, mm-hmm. we put junk in our body, then we sit down and do nothing. It's like mm-hmm. we used to chase after our meals, right? Exactly. Like your, your bodies bodies, they have, they they were not meant to be sedentary. Like exactly, we sit at desks. I, I, everyone is thinking going to have some back issues because we're all crouched over a computer. So mm-hmm. I'm all in. So Casey, if people wanted to Get in get in touch with you about doing something, or just you know, seeing what something remote would look like, or even yeah. they might have some questions about a gym near them or something. How can how can people get a hold of you and, and look at what Summit System could offer them?
1: Yeah, so uh, many different ways to get a hold of me. Um, Instagram is a great one; just like shoot me a message. So my my handle on Instagram is Coach Casey Acree. C o a c h c a s e y a c r e e. Um, Coach Casey Akery or our Instagram handle is at Summit Systems. Um, you know, shooting either of those a message or just kind of following along with our content and, and stuff like that is great. Um, our website is summitsystems.org. Um, so we've got some information and some contact uh, stuff on there. You can fill out a form um, if if you are interested in um, talking about getting some coaching. Um, you know, basically the the. The format for both our in-person and our remote clients, yeah, um, is, is very very similar. Uh, just the only difference is that all the remote stuff is happening um, wherever wherever our client is is at. Um, so we start everybody off with a consultation. We just sit down and talk for for thirty minutes to an hour and just kind of get to know them and and what their day looks like and and you know again what their what their values are what their priorities are why they want to start exercising or why they're looking for coaching um you know what what value can we provide to that person um from there we we start all of our clients off with a one week assessment so that allows for us to get a baseline of of where that person is in yep. their in their physical capacity um and and I'll preface that by saying that I have clients that span a very very wide range of abilities so I've got <laughs> yeah. I've got people that are have been sedentary and are just starting off exercise. I've got yep. people who are coming from knee surgeries that are, they're done with rehab and they know that they need to keep moving and, and uh, keeping themselves strong. And then on the other end of the spectrum, I've got competitors, athletes, CrossFit That's competitors awesome. that, that compete at a high level. i I coach, uh, of course, I coach some adaptive athletes um, as well. So, cool. um, so yeah, wide, wide range of clientele, from that assessment, we get, we get what they need to be doing. You know, that, that gives us instead of just having to guess on what their workout should be, the assessment gives us the, the, the picture of where they're at and where mm-hmm. we want to get them to. Um, and then all of our clients get access to a, an app that's called true coach. And so that's kind of like our medium for communication between the client and the coach. Um, so for, for our remote clients that allows for, for them to send me videos of their workouts and notes and comments. And we message back and forth um, usually on a weekly or monthly basis. Um, and again, it's, it's as if I'm your personal trainer, but you can work out wherever you need to. Yeah. Um, and, and, and uh, that, that also allows for me to send very good videos and, and details of how things should be done properly. And, and uh, basically give that person, everything that they need uh, to be able to, achieve their their exercise. Um, and then also that allows for us to be involved in, in the other 23 hours of the day as well. Yeah. Um, so we we work on nutrition and lifestyle and kind of get into some some basic lifestyle guidelines that we like to try to get all, all of our clients to so that so that they're optimizing their exercise so that they're getting the most out of the the workouts that they're doing. So um yeah it it allows for me to be uh you know full fitness and lifestyle coach um, and is very, very easy and allows for us to be, stay connected with our, our remote clients. Um, even if they're, you know, on the other side of the world.
0: That's amazing. Well, okay. I love what you're doing. I love what you're doing with summit. Your story is a gift, my friend. I'm so excited for people to hear this, uh, because there's so many things that we can learn from, from coach Casey Acree, go give this man a follow Casey. Thank you so much for joining me today.
1: Yeah. I appreciate it, man. It's been awesome.
0: Thank you so much for listening to this episode of This Ability Podcast. I hope you are coming away from what you heard today feeling both challenged and encouraged. I hope you start to look at some of the disabilities or disadvantages in your life just a little bit differently and begin to leverage the abilities that you do have to become the best version of yourself. I would be honored if you would take a moment and hit subscribe on whatever platform you're listening to this on and share this with your friends and family. I'm so grateful that you decided to join me today and I will see you again real soon.